welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. And welcome back to Generation Ag. It is Kayla here today. I cannot believe we are already at the second to last episode for the year. Absolutely wild. I don't know where November went. I actually don't know where spring went, to be totally honest. But here we are. I hope you've all got some really fantastic holiday plans and that you're going to be getting somewhat of a break, whatever that looks like for you. Who knows? Maybe you've got a backlog of podcast episodes to listen to. And this might be one of them. So let me introduce you to today's guest. Veronica Terry is a qualified economic developer holding a Bachelor of Business and a graduate diploma with a financial background. Her role as Program Manager for Regional Development involves identifying and enhancing economic strengths and opportunities within the Cradle Coast region of Tasmania. This includes creating opportunities to build on and cross-pollinate local expertise in key sectors such as agriculture, renewable energy and manufacturing. Victoria works with Cradle Coast Authority member councils to contribute to regional economic development through strategic initiatives and partnerships. Veronica and her husband Rob run a dynamic farming business that focuses on vegetable and grain production. Over the years, other farming activities have included winter dairy cow adjustment for local dairy farmers, contract grain harvesting, spray contracting, contract potato planting and contract potato harvesting. Veronica also has a firm passion for helping young agriculturalists get a foot in the door when it comes to acquiring finance and starting their own farming businesses. We have a great chat about this exact topic in the episode, so I hope you enjoy hearing Veronica's thoughts about that if you're looking to get into farming yourself. Veronica's is just another story that reminds me that there are so many different pathways to take in and around agriculture. I hope you enjoy this story too. Veronica, welcome to the Generation Ag podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. (laughs) Veronica, tell us um, what you've been up to today. Also, what's the weather like at the moment where you are? All right. The the weather's a bit overcast, so uh, it's great weather for getting things done. It's quite still, so... um, been able to get on the paddocks today which is great and what we've done today is actually we've popped down to penguin and went out for lunch um, on the waterfront and uh, had drank some local beer and uh, yeah just enjoyed a burger. Sounds like the best kind of weekend uh, <laughs> in beautiful beautiful northwest Tassie. So um, Veronica tell us uh, the place I always like to start is with who are you and what is your connection to normally agriculture, but in your case, regional Australia? Yeah, well, uh, so Veronica Terry, uh, I work for the Cradle Coast Authority on the northwest coast of Tasmania. So the Cradle Coast Authority is uh, made up of uh, the councils from sort of around Devonport, Latrobe, Kentish, uh, along to Circular Head, Smithton, and the west coast. Council, so Strawn and Queenstown and also King Island. And uh, we have also got a natural resource management arm um, uh, included, so that's for the same region 
and uh, connected to you know the Australian government as part of their natural resource management work that they do. Amazing. We're going to get into all of that in a little bit more detail in a second, but you're also, you know, a part of uh, your own farm business with your husband. Do you want to tell us about that? Mm. Yeah, so we've got 180 acres at uh, Scoport, which is near Burning, so we can see um, the mountains from our home and we can see the Bass Strait as well. Uh, we're, we're very lucky um, we've got beautiful red soil, it drains beautifully, it's highly fertile, we've got plenty of water, uh, we're next to the Blythe River uh, conservation area, so it's beautiful bushland, uh, and we're also 15 minutes from the supermarket and the cinema and 10 minutes to the beach, so we live in paradise. Sounds ideal, you're making me very yeah. jealous. Um, <laughs> Veronica, let's wind back, way back, and let's talk about your childhood how you got to where you are today. All right. So my childhood, I grew up in Launceston, uh, which is a town of around 100,000 people, uh, the mouth of the Tamer River. Uh, I do I do have quite a few rallies to farm. Uh, my father was a farmer, but he died when I was young, so I grew up in Launceston. Um, and growing up, uh, my connection to agriculture really was the townie that visited the family farm over the holidays and on the weekends and got a bit squirmish in the wool shed um, and, uh, you know, got the opportunity to, to shoot a gun. Woo. <laughs> and, um, you know, those sorts of scary things, uh, you know, when you're a townie. And uh, my grandfather was heavily into wool production, so he was into the Polworth sheep um, and he would sell his um, around the world, actually, and um, at one stage broke broke a world record that he tragically never registered for the highest sale of uh, sheep uh, in Argentina in the 1980s, which was a bit of fun. And then he also uh, started up a, a Tasmanian snake farm business. So he liked to do different things. Um, it was... It's, it, starting up a snake farm business at the time wasn't over uh, broadly popular um, because it's you know a native species. His thoughts were that uh, you could sell the meat, you could sell the skins, you could sell the venom, and it was uh, a highly saleable product. And he also wanted to uh, pop snakes snakelings into um, whiskey bottles and sell them to the Japanese. Um, yeah, so that uh, he <laughs> so he did end up breeding the snakes in captivity, but um, the business didn't survive past his, his death, unfortunately. Uh, but he was definitely a man who liked to do different things. That's probably some. Um... Uh, maybe some of that's rubbed off on you in your approach to doing things in your life. Do you want to talk maybe about that? Well, I like I like doing interesting things and I like talking to interesting people. Uh, I love learning uh, and uh, trying trying new things and and seeing what's possible. So um, we've definitely been like the, the, in the time that Rob and I have been together. So. We married in 2007 and we've done lots of different things in agriculture. So we started off um, in Dairy Plains and we were mainly a grain business 
and a uh, winter dairy cow adjustment business. We also did some spray contracting and we had a couple of harvesters and did some brain, brain, a lot of brain harvesting. And then we sort of pivoted more towards the winter dairy cow adjustment. And that part of that was really to cater for the local market that we had in dairy plains when we were farming. And um, it was allowed the local dairy farmers to just walk their cattle really down to our place. Um, and we could we'd look after them while they went off on holidays, which was lovely for them. <laughs> and um, so over the years, that that's changed. And so we've moved to an area that's on the northwest coast, which is closer to uh, the uh, vegetable processing plant. So where we are now, we've got access to those higher value vegetable crops. So we've moved more to yeah, higher value crops and uh, up until recently, we were doing uh, potato contract, contract potato planting and contract potato harvesting. And so this year is going to be our first year where we're, we're farmers. Congratulations. That's very exciting. Um, but that's not all you've got going on. Um, your mm. Finance is your trade, but it's led you into um, regional development. Do you want to talk about your current role and, um, yeah, kind of what that looks like? Great. So my current role is in regional development and uh, agriculture is an important part of our economy on the northwest coast. So we are home of 16% of Tasmania's farmland and 41% of Tasmania's agricultural output. So it is a highly productive region and we... Um, the Cradle Coast Authority, because we've got that natural resource management connection, we have that, you know, uh, interest and that capability in threatened species, in environmental management with biodiversity, uh, and there's also extension, as well as we can build on those uh, that foundation with uh, creating public possibilities. So we're really interested at the moment in. Uh, innovation in ag finance, which is something that I've been interested in a while, <laughs> for a while, uh, as as you know, with what we spoke about earlier. And um, we're part of the place-based capital program, which is a new program we that's running this year with Ethical Fields and Griffith University. That program is uh, really designed to change the way we look at investment in the region. So that it creates investment opportunities for local people to create local returns that can also be reinvested back into the community. And one of the streams we're looking at at this point is harnessing the, the knowledge that we have in our local area and working towards creating our own agricultural managed fund, leveraging off uh, the good work uh, and, and knowledge that we already have in the area. So we've already got uh, Steve Fisher, so uh, Circular Head Farms, and Steve Fisher um, is a farmer who was a bit disappointed that the farms in his local area were being bought up by large funds that weren't from the area and weren't being look up, looked after by people in the area. And his structure allows young people to farm on local farms in a share farming arrangement in a structure that allows them to gradually buy that farm over time. And that's something that we'd like to look at uh, 
replicating in some way, shape or form, uh, but not being restricted to dairy and, and creating opportunities for young farmers to, you know, to make their way, make magic. I know our listeners will be really keen to hear more about this, Veronica. Um, you know, I work a lot with young people sort of coming into agriculture, so, you know, no farm legacy of which to be a part. And so I know a lot of our listeners will, are constantly trying to think of ways to start their own business. Um, this sounds really exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk more about, I suppose, where you see the real opportunities being for young people, um, you know, when it comes to farm finance? Essentially, I suppose we've got, we essentially we have investors who want to invest in a way that's responsible and in a way that makes the world a better place. So you could, you know, impact investors. And we have an asset of where agricultural land around the country really for the last 20 years has delivered a return, a capital return of around 10% which is pretty good because that doesn't include the income that you're also generating from the asset. From from a family farming perspective, the 10% isn't particularly exciting because that's that's the asset that you want to pass, you know, pass on in, in a lot of ways to the next generation. But from the perspective of an investor, if you were to compare that return with uh, something like uh, the high growth fund from Australian Super, uh, I think that's what it, that might not be precisely what it's called, but that's generally what it's called. Uh, the return for the last ten years for that investment is about nine point seven percent, off the top of my head, and that is when you compare that to agricultural farming land as a return on investment. It's farmland's pretty impressive. What young people have to offer is knowledge new ways of doing things, management, insights. Uh, there's there's a lot of technology out there that can that can make farming so much more efficient. And there are investors that, that want that. I think if you compare if you can pair the passion of the next generation with a language and education and certainty that can be linked with investors, then you can create something pretty special. But there is that there is that language, I believe, in between. Um, I, I'd love to see young farmers in a position where they can sort of conduct wealth like uh, like an orchestra. You know, like you don't have to be. I'd love to it to be. So that when, if you're born with a passion for farming, you can coordinate that capital and structure it. It doesn't necessarily have to have your name on all of it, but you can structure it so that you're delivering an investment, yes, for yourself, yes, for the land, uh, and and for your investor as well. Um, so it'd be great to see a way, uh, uh, programs where we can pair that education and that passion yeah, and put it in that financial framework. Yeah, I know there'll be a lot of young people listening to this going um, or maybe feeling like that knowledge gap for them is huge. Like the passion for agriculture kind of is a given, but that language yeah. and the literacy and, and understanding an ecosystem which is so unfamiliar um, is, I suppose, quite daunting. What What would you say would be the first few little steps that someone could take to sort of starting to figure that all out? Uh, being curious is really important. 
and asking questions. And money is, um, it's something, it, it, uh, there's money out there that wants to be invested. So uh, being clear about your offering, investors like certainty. So if you can create that certainty, then, then, then you've got something to offer. But, but curiosity, it needs to start with curiosity because there isn't a set framework. There isn't a, a well-trodden path to follow at this point. But there are some exciting happenings going on uh, with different types of financial products being available. So, um, yeah, so something like, you know, investing your farmer is, is a way of getting access to funds at the start of your season um, that can allow you to lease land and get access to money so that you can farm through the season and then you um, share the profits at the end of the season. Not to say not to say that that's a recommendation, of course, but, but it is definitely a product that, that can uh, give, give you some runs on the board. And that's where a, a lot of young people, I find they'll, they'll lease land and do contracting and you're doing three, you're just doing three things at once. It's not uncommon really for people to be working working at a paid job, leasing land and contracting. Did you say to get into farming? No, absolutely not. Very common. Yeah. It's, and and it, it's it's a lot to take on and you can't be in two places at once. And it's hard because then you've got that timing is so important, isn't it? Yeah, uh, a lot of the same advice I think we hear a lot on this podcast is, um, yeah, seek learning opportunities, you know, research, 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 but also you've got to kind of be prepared to um, really put in some hard yards at the same time. Um, but I think there are people like yourself and many others out there who are quite passionate about um, sort of supporting and really making space for young people coming into the industry. So that's always really exciting. Just circling back to young people in agriculture and the opportunities, um, what what do you think really is exciting about the future of our industry? I think the industry is ready for change. And I think the industry has, we've got uh, more women in the industry. I just, I love, I love seeing women on tractors just, uh, and it's just normal. Whereas when I was growing up, that wasn't the situation. I, I love talking to women who are passionate about agriculture and they're just doing it. They don't have to explain themselves. It's expected. I think that's fantastic. Uh, I was talking to um, a young farmer recently and she, she's in her early 20s and she's just saying, I've never felt disadvantaged being a woman in agriculture. And I think that's just two big thumbs up to her family because that wasn't even, didn't even make the family lexicon that she, you know, was a woman and that might change her future in agriculture. Um, and we've got, uh, there's more diversity in agriculture. We've got more cultures. I think we're getting better, but there's still work to do in embracing the cultures that come to our region, uh, making sure that people are called by their actual names rather than the ones we invent for them. And um, uh, I, th I think that's exciting. It's exciting uh, that that there seems to be a real culture for young people to encourage each other 
in the occupation and bounce ideas off each other and really supportive. Uh, and I and I love it. And I love that there are so many ways, different ways to be engaged with agriculture. Uh, like yeah, so even just in our situation, we've got you know contracting, we've got the farming itself. Then I get to be involved in agriculture from an economic development perspective. Uh, Rob's you know involved in his southern farming systems and um, the, uh, the McCain Growers Committee, and then we've both been part of that, the Grain Growers Australian Australian Grain Leaders Program, and there's just so much to do. And there's like there's technology. There's so much going on with technology. So <laughs> one of the things I'm trying to cook up at the moment um, is with the University of Tasmania and just having get-togethers where we can talk about what sort of technology we'd like to create for our farms. Um, and I'm sure this must be out there. You might be able to help me. I want a little Roomba for the farm that just goes up and down the paddocks and plucks out the weeds. <laughs> I've been told that there's one that zaps the weeds, but I think that um, I'm sure you could just pick it up, couldn't you? There, there has to be. Surely. If, you yeah, can pull yeah. a, if you can pull a carrot out of the ground with a machine, surely yeah. we can do it with weeds, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't need to take a big tractor on. It'd be lovely to have one that just zips up and down the paddocks day and night that just plucks out the weeds. That's what I want. Uh, there's just there's so much to do. There are so many ideas. Um, there, there's it's a great time. I think I think you guys uh, have uh, young people in agriculture. Um, you've got a lot of good things going, in, and you're a good bunch. Couldn't agree more. A fantastic bunch. Likewise to yourself, Veronica. Uh, last question we always ask is if people want to know more about you or your story, or want to connect and maybe pick some more of your brain. Um, how can they do that? Uh, so, oh, you can find me on LinkedIn or vterry at totalcoast.com. Yeah, let, let me know. I, I love ideas for innovating in agricultural finance. I want more young people um, farming farms and uh, I think that uh, th there's there's so much to do. And, and remember that investors need you. Great advice. Veronica, this has been absolutely fantastic. Veronica's been absolutely stand-up for me today. She got the call, like, I think I want to say about 10.30 this morning <laughs> that I was desperate um, for someone to record with. So she's thrown her hat in the ring and I really, really appreciate it. It's been a great chat. Um, oh. And, yeah, hope um, hope things go really well for you this season and also these, ho these holidays. Um, yeah, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks, Veronica. Awesome to talk to you, Kayla. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.